Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Face those Twitter notifications? Forgot to watch anything but Netflix? Dreading the video conference small talk at nine? You need a new vitamin, you know. You need the Smart 7. It's a brand new daily podcast that puts your brain into gear. Everything you need to know in less than seven minutes. You need the smarts? Hey, we got the smarts. The Smart 7, every weekday at 7 a.m. Available right now on Spotify and all the usual places. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Game of Thrones. The Walking Dead. Westworld. No, that's the West Wing. West Westworld. There have been many podcasts which seek to analyse the complexities, the depth, the plot lines, the hidden story arcs, the beauty of these productions. Quite simply, the world doesn't need another one, which is why we're applying that level of discussion to the bottom of the televisual barrel and scraping it with a weekly celebration of The One Show. Welcome, hello, and welcome to the The One Show Show, the podcast that stands two metres behind The One Show in a supermarket queue and flicks peas at the back of its head. I am John Holmes, and as government guidelines dictate, we are recording this remotely due to The Thing, giving you the opportunity to hear inside our homes and listen to all the luxury that making a little listen to and largely ignored by all the here's a podcast and listen to in lockdown newspaper articles can provide. So this week, on the socially distanced green sofas then, an incomprehensible Rita Aura. she's too orangey for crows, a man films a fly near some reeds, and Matt Allwright sits in a van, and yet continues to disappoint us all by not having a hosepipe attached to the exhaust. <laughs> Joining me to take strong. it all apart. <laughs> strong, strong opening, Mark. Yeah, I mean, let's, yeah, we can all agree set with the, the sentiment. Set the stall out, set the stall out, let people know what they're in for. <laughs> Joining me to take it all apart are, of course, the The One Show show, shower Mark Haynes there, and writer, producer, unpaid intern and borderline alcoholic, Cornelius Mendez. Welcome. That Welcome seems out. mean. Well, I've seen your, I've seen your little uh, Instagram stories, Cornelius, joining this, and every single one of them appears to be you drinking punch, homemade punch on a balcony every day. 
And I'll be honest with you, you you don't look well. No, the the homemade <laughs> punch is once a week on cocktail night, um, <laughs> and we have punch because we don't know how to make cocktails. Uh, uh, um, and then uh, yeah, if it's sunny, I have a beer on um, in on my patio or on my exercise walk, which I've been told by a policeman friend is not okay. <laughs> so you, you can go on a walk, but you can't drink beer on a walk. Well, he says that's no longer exercise, and I go, "What's the difference?" <laughs> I mean, and also, no I've made friends with the local butcher because they sell beer, uh, so you don't have to queue <laughs> to get into a supermarket. And I'm really the only one buying beer from this butcher, uh, so it's like having a second fridge just around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you've got a problem when you're buying beer from butchers. <laughs> That's pretty much been my lockdown so far, though. What a treat for you to be able to watch the one show, though. I imagine that uh, was a real highlight for once, given that you're not doing anything else. Yeah, well, I've, I've weirdly not been watching much TV because I, I spend as much time of my day outside um, in our garden. So, yeah, it's a bit odd. Uh, yeah. It's weird to see it change and stuff. Yeah, isn't mm. it? Yeah, it's been, there's been a lot of, lot of changes, um, partly because of all the social distancing, but also because now Watchdog is part of the One Show family. Should we start that on the one where they launched it? <laughs> Tonight's a big night as we welcome Watchdog to its new home here on the One Show. Yes. Now, Matt Allrice had his work cut out before dividing his attention between both shows, but now you are living the dream, my friend. It's believe- a blended family, it's isn't a, it? It's like my family because we all sit miles apart from each other. It's- <laughs> Just, this, is, this is how it is at home at the moment, but it's great. We're, I'm so happy to be here with Watchdog, and the great news is we are here all year round, so they can't get away from us. Brilliant. So this yeah, was yeah, Matt Allwright, who, let's not forget, had his own half-an-hour primetime BBC One show, and now mm. he's just got a little backwater corner of the One show to contend with. He must be quite angry. John, you, you, you've only dug a tiny bit deep into this story, because Matt Allwright used to present the excellent TV show Rogue Traders, then yeah. Rogue Traders was cancelled and given its own section on Watchdog. <laughs> and no. now... Really? It's like a, it's like a Tadakan of telly shows. <laughs> yeah. Matt Allwright's been downgraded once again to the one show. It's, it's really funny that they say... They're, what they're saying to you is they're saying this, this segment, this Watchdog thing, is not good enough for normal television. But it is good enough for the one show because the one show is not good television. Absolutely, all the junk that just doesn't work, you can chuck onto the one show. I'm, yeah. I'm hoping next week they're going to bring back the fucking mini pops. <laughs> um, I like the the, um, uh, the stall that they put Matt all right on is really demeaning as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah the isolation had, stall. Yeah, the, uh, the stall in the studio was bad enough, and he also looked a bit hunted and haunted like he wasn't feeling confident that this new watchdog iteration was going to be a success you could see him sort of going this is demeaning and it's not working now we're going to be chasing you down all year round this is watchdog live and on your side the worst thing about the whole watchdog section is they've just filmed him sitting in his garage like he was (laughs) like he was like some mad sort of I don't know. It's hard to... I can't even picture who sits in their garage, which is why it was so weird. So he had, he had a, a camper van on his drive. Mm. Now, he, he was mm. talking about that van as though it was the watchdog van. As you can see, we've got a new home. Not my van. The one show. So let's get cracking, shall we? 
it wasn't branded up, was it, in any way? It was no. just a blue camper van. So he was in there. Then you're right, he was in his garage. And then at the end, when, when he was standing in the shadow and you couldn't really see his face, and the garage door closed for the end of the yeah. segment, which is sort of metaphor for his career, um, <laughs> the, the garage door was branded with the Watchdog logo. Yeah. And I'm like, have they done that for that? Or you know, has he deliberately branded his own garage door with do the Watchdog logo? I thought, I thought, this is exactly what scammers do. They say they've got a proper office and they're a proper TV <laughs> show. And then it turns out it's some fucking garage in Northwood. And that's exactly what Matt was doing. They're, yeah. Oh, this is the Watchdog camper van. It's just a normal camper van. Yeah, it's fine. Get in the back. Get in the back. <laughs> Widows. I've got a load of blank will, last will and testament forms in there that I just need you to sign for a project. This episode, the, the launch of Watchdog, and they, they made they made quite a big thing of it because obviously they, they had to do that. And you got the impression as well that this had been in the air for a long time. But like Matt, before he left, had utterly refused to, to let <laughs> Matt Allwright anywhere near his green sofas. And only well, when Matt left... Was this allowed to happen? I mean, two maths, it's very confusing. I mean, I don't have a problem with... I'm, I'm, I'm all for busting the scammers. Let me make that clear. I'll tell you what really annoys me about Matt Allwright is he addresses everyone as if they're a scammer. So when he talks, he's oh. like... He fucking turns to the camera and he'll go, you're out there, we know you're doing bad things, you're trying to get people's money in coronavirus, yeah. and I'm going to tell you... You're not getting away with it. Listen, now, what are you fucking accusing me? Take it to court, you prick. I thought when he addressed the camera, it was really quite chilling and quite genuine that he is, he's after them. This, this isn't a job for him. It, no, it's, yeah. You know, it's what yeah. he was born to do, was catch scammers. This is a message for all the scammers out there. Not only was he catching scammers, but he was also catchphrasing, uh, as far as I could see. Because there were, there, were, there were catchphrases that I hadn't certainly heard before. I, I'd rather like staring down the barrel going, If you're up to no good, you're in our neighbourhood. <laughs> it doesn't actually make sense. No, no, it um, doesn't. No. If it's out of the blue, it's not for you. Yeah, that was another one. Yeah, and... Um, it wasn't a catchphrase as such, but this, I think, Con, is what you were on about, is at the end of that sequence, he did just absolutely look angry, and he just went, the police are on it, we're on it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, vigilantism. Yeah. That's what, <laughs> that is such a hot topic at the moment. Yeah. You know, you know Matt Allwright, when he's not doing the one show, is one of the ones telling people to move on in parks. Yeah, yeah completely, <laughs> completely. Watching people to see if they've fallen over or are sunbathing. Uh, two Alexes on this programme as well. We had an Alex Jones and an Alex Scott. Hello there and welcome to The One Show with Alex Scott and Alex Jones. The two Alexes became a bit of a running theme, didn't it, that didn't quite work as well at the beginning of the show. One of them said it's like the two Ronnies. Yeah. Um, Was it uh, Jones that said that? Jones said it's like the two Ronnies. That's right. And then Scott said, well, it's good enough for them, it's good enough for us. (laughs) It's good enough for them, it's good enough for us. Now, there's definitely no way she just came up with that off the cuff, is that 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 was that yeah, she doesn't know probably know that she's not old enough to know the two Ronnies. No, so that was clearly told she was told to say it. She didn't really, she had no confidence in it. You could tell she had no confidence in it, but had to say it anyway, even though she didn't know what it meant. So they're off to a good start. Then Rita Aura joined in by calling them Alex Alex. Any new skills that you're not used to been doing, cooking some new dishes. Funny that you are that actually Alex Alex yes mm, yeah uh, alright did it thank you very much <laughs> Alex Alex it's a new thing <laughs> Matt Alex Alex thing that Matt Alright nicked off Rita Ora if you are nicking Rita Ora's banter she, you you have nothing going on in your head <laughs> I, I, I mean I actually that, that Alex Alex was the only thing on this entire show that I went uh, that's actually something that isn't just 
I mean, it was so shit. It was so shit, these two episodes that we watched. Yeah. They were so dead, and everyone looked nervous and anxious, and then there was no material. No. At least Rita Ora going, Alex, Alex, is like, oh, someone's done something off the cuff. Yeah. It was a fucking relief. Her broadband was so bad, it literally <laughs> could have been anyone. It could have, it could have been a still photo of Rita Ora that yeah. had been printed out as bitmap. You know? <laughs> that sort of blocky... You know, and, and Rita Ora... If you, if you can't, uh, there was a great bit where she removed her phone to show you her home studio, and somehow she managed to be incredibly on brand by it froze just as the phone passed her chest. I actually have a microphone and a studio right here in my bedroom, because I'm in my bedroom right now, and it's right here. There's my mic. Oh, productive and creative so there was a two second shot yeah breasts filling the screen i um i didn't notice that but a feminist i was watching with noticed that um (laughs) (laughs) so so that's fine they they got slightly obsessed and i know it's a thing now with people's houses but just to flip forward to the the next one we watched which was also a Watchdog episode. I didn't really... I've lost track of days I'm watching of the one show, of course. So I thought Watchdog was on every night, but it turns out not. It's once a week. So uh, they were in... They, they got very excited about the fact that Tom Hanks was going to be on the programme. They were like, oh, we, we're going to LA to see Tom Hanks and Rita Ora. And, and in the end, of course, it was just Rita Ora. Rita Wilson, Joneses. John. Rita Wilson. What did I say? Rita Ora? Tom Hanks is... Yeah, <laughs> Tom Hanks is not married to Rita Ora. Well, you know... You know, the I'm Rita's. starting to think Matt Baker was right about the double naming thing, because it is confusing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See? Two Ritas, two Joneses, and two Alex. What do you expect me to do? And, and then, though, Gethin Jones was quite excited about seeing their mansion. Two of the most high-profile people to first get the virus were Tom Hanks and his wife, Rita Wilson. And we're very excited, Geth, aren't we, to say... <laughs> that Rita will be joining us later from their LA home to talk about their recovery. Yeah, it's going to be like an A-list version of Through the Keyhole and you cannot wait to see what a house is like. You've got to behave yourself when this happens. Where will we cut to? Rita Wilson and no Tom Hanks. She was just in what appeared to be a, a sort of featureless room with one window what what looked like a lump of cat shit in the corner <laughs> it was like an american supermax cell now i've been so excited Thank rita you. all day to have a look inside your house but to be honest the background is somewhat disappointing where are you i'm in the laundry room okay which is the quietest place in our house currently and uh that's you can see it's very white yes very tidy a lot tidier <laughs> Yeah, see, I, I mean, the problem is, you see, is if you build up stuff about, I can't wait to see inside her house, God, it's going to be amazing and everything, yeah. but you've not checked where she's actually doing it from, you are, you are, you might as well, you can make any lies up. You can just say, it's going to be really exciting because she's, she's got a roller coaster and we're probably all going to go on the roller coaster. <laughs> and then you just cut to it and go, oh, well, big enough for five minutes, it's all bullshit. Yeah. You know, she's just there she is in a featureless room. Well done, everyone. And who is she? Who is she? I know she got coronavirus and she's married to Tom Hanks, but that cannot be the the watermark of where you're allowed to be on the one show. I mean, what's odd about this and the one show now, they wanted Tom Hanks. There is no doubt about it. They want Tom Hanks mm. in his mansion. Mm. But someone has said, no, 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 you're going to have uh, Rita Wilson. And they've yeah. obviously gone, oh, great. When really they don't mean great. They went, but, you know, they th- they're literally thinking, we know because of the world we live in that Tom Hanks is yards away from you now he's literally in the other room why can't he just walk in and be on the one show he might might pop in he might do one of those funny things they might have got it planned that he's going to come in and interrupt that no no she is going to give a hard sell 
for a a rap that she did. You've done this rap and you've had the most amazing response, <laughs> haven't you? It's been surreal and very, I'm, I'm very surprised by it all. But one of the things uh, I... It's been remixed by Naughty by Nature. What's Naughty by Nature? They're a 90s hip-hoppy band, but... I mean, it's not one that people sort of go, I really, really, really hope Naughty by Nature reform. It's not like, you know, you run DMC or anything. It's no. just... But, uh, but she she came on, she did an opening sentence, and I think after that, all she did was promote the fact that you could stream this. The rap itself is very intricate and in, in, in slang, so there were meanings of things that I had to research so, so that I could somehow connect them to each other. But I learned it like two lines at a time, almost like a couplet. And I've described it a little bit like learning Shakespeare if you've never uh, read a play in your life. <laughs> but uh, thankfully, when I posted it, uh, Naughty by Nature saw it and um, it was very complimentary. And then we had the idea to do a remix together of both Brilliant. of us. And we are, are raising money for Music Cares for the COVID-19. Fantastic. It, it is a fantastic cause. And it, it will raise money. That's that's great. But she was absolutely like a dog with a bone on that. She wouldn't really talk about her experience with Corona. She no. just wanted to get straight into going, I've done a rap and it's gone viral. The one she also fucking played, John, but didn't actually play it in isolation. So she talks over the top of it. I don't know what the rap is. And I still don't know having watched it. It's just really badly put together. Yeah, it was. Cornelius, you're 12. Do you understand Naughty by Nature? Are you aware of their rapping work? No, there's definitely a naughty boy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but I don't know Naughty by Nature. But yeah... I- I wrote the thing down about the rap wasn't played. It must be so bad that they just said, what we'll do is we'll just sort of play it underneath and we'll get the the really nice soundscape of a terrible rap and a dodgy internet connection. Yeah. And that really mix well nice together. <laughs> and when they got Rita Ora's mum on, because that fills some time, back to the other Rita, sorry, oh, yeah, I'm skipping around nice. my Rita's, because uh, all the dodgy internet connections, the, the Vera Ora, Vera Ora, yeah. Vera Ora, <laughs> Vera, Rita, Vera and Kia, Ora, <laughs> They got her on with her dodgy internet. And then Rita, they said goodbye to Rita Ora. And mm. she tried to deliver some sort of heartfelt message. You couldn't hear a word she was saying. <laughs> Just to say that I'm happy that I had the opportunity to speak for all of the doctors at NHS that are sort of at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, well, well said. How is it, though, that Rita Ora's mum has got better broadband than Rita Ora. You, Rita Ora is younger and, and wealthier. Her mum was, you know, an NHS worker. They did ask what she did. Don't think they wanted a full CV, but they did get a full CV. <laughs> um, it's quite a lot about uh, what she used to do in mental health. And, and, and I mean, it, it, it was basically a soundbite that went really, really terribly wrong. It was very long. But how is it that she had crystal clear broadband? And Rita Ora, who presumably lives somewhere nice, in a big house and is young and requires internet connectivity. It looked it looked like it looked like she was in 1986 and she was, you know, a pioneer. Yeah. Hi, I'm Hannah Norris and this is my husband, Carl Donnelly. And we have a new podcast for you. It's called The Keith Cheggers Podcast and it's about pregnancy. 
because that is what's happening in our lives right now. And inside your belly. Yeah, so we are recording weekly episodes throughout the course of my pregnancy, talking to each other and interesting and funny guests that we have on about their experiences with pregnancy so we can work out a bit more about what the hell is happening and what is coming up for us. So tune in, subscribe, and have a listen to the Keith Cheggers podcast. Bye. Bye. Great Big Owl. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Well, we, we did have a, an interesting... Again, we're flipping around here, but that's fine. There was a, I was, I feared for their technology because we, we know as of, uh, when we had Mel Gidroik on this for a side special mm. last week, Mel told us that the one show insists on using Skype, right? Which, which no one is talking about anymore because everyone's using Zoom because it seems to be better. I don't know. Uh, but the one show insists on using Skype, except when they went to this whole graduation ceremony. For mm. doctors. So doctors that were graduating aren't getting a graduation ceremony. So the one show decided to organise one on Zoom for them. Five years of studying is no mean feat. So to reward all that hard work, we thought it would be nice to hold a digital graduation of our own for Holly and her fellow students. For anyone that's attempted to do a video meeting during lockdown, you'll know that getting hundreds of people together on one call at once is also no mean feat. But undeterred by technology, we gave it a go. So they got two, I counted them, 200 eight medical students yeah okay on a series initially a series of zoom screens flipping between each other all wearing mortarboards speaking on the one show to their uh, head of faculty who told them they'd done the course and then they all had to throw their hats in the air on behalf of the university of nottingham i confirm that you have graduated you are all now medical doctors welcome to the profession congratulations what was disappointing about this was that there ended up being a screen on live national television of 208 students live in their houses on their webcams. Not one of them flashed a dick or a tit. Now, students 
are utterly disappointing. That's all I got know, from that. Do you know what one of them had on? A cycling helmet. And that got mentioned. Wacky. Oh. Wacky and crazy. Get, hold up your sign that says... The, this is down to a Tory austerity. Be, <laughs> be students, yeah. you know. Disappointing. I, I, this this whole bit here, I, I did sort of think, you know, it, what what a difference, you know, the the month has made. And you do have those moments constantly at the minute where you, every, once every day, you'll sort of telescope and go, God, that's weird, isn't it? And one of the weirdest things is that medical students are graduating by having Alex Jones comment on what they look like. That's now how you become a doctor. She goes, oh, he, he, he's been a multiple out of a bin bag. And she goes, Congratulations, you're now a doctor. That's actually really good training, though, because they'll have to make PPE out of bin bags. So. <laughs> yeah. Ideal. This, this bit, it cut back to them, and they yeah. were both saying, oh, it's so emotional and stuff. We're absolutely dry-eyed, you know. Oh, it's very emotional, very emotional. Very emotional. The, I, the thing, it really sort of like had that moment where you go, oh, this is mad is it was like when you read about the conscripts leaving British villages to go and fight in World War One, And what, of course, all these medical students are doing is they are going to be sent to the front line. They don't have any experience. They don't really have the right equipment. And what you've got is two Alex Joneses and the BBC just sort of like cheering them off and waving them <laughs> goodbye as they sort of head to the killing fields. And I really, I really felt sort of uncomfortable about the whole thing. Oh, it's nice they got to have their graduation, isn't it? Because, of course, not many of them would make it. You know, I found it really bleak and horrible. The way the one show has turned, the whole thing is fairly bleak and horrible because they've got mm. no films to fall back on, which no. I think is part of the watchdog thing. So they've got, they tried to get that involved to fill time. There was one film which was a sort of husk of a, a one-show film that we used to get, but mm. was a, a self-isolating cameraman on the Norfolk Broads. Now, this next film is a real treat. One-show wildlife cameraman Sam Oakes is boating the Norfolk Broads. It's a landscape like nowhere else in Britain. The Norfolk Broads National Park is the UK's largest protected wetland. This stunning place is a tranquil oasis for more than 11,000 animals and plants that rely on its waterway. Did you see this? Yeah. 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 Guy called Sam Oaks. What did you make of the wildlife he spotted, Cornelius? It was very exciting. So at first he camouflaged the boat, which I'm pretty sure doesn't work. Like, because bushes don't just sail along a river. <laughs> but uh, also with the boat, he they spent all this time going, he's uh, he's on the Norfolk Broads, and for the first time he's getting footage from a different perspective. He's camouflaged a boat. It's a floating filming platform. With a few concealing touches, his camouflaged boat is ready for its maiden voyage. As a floating filming platform it's a boat it's a boat it's a boat um, <laughs> and it's a they kept calling it a camo boat and and also he they showed him draping the camo boat and then what did he zip up a bright red life jacket yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> he, he was he was not camoed himself uh he, he would have looked like the berry in that bush um <laughs> uh, so the first animal we saw was damselflies yeah. then specifically a um I, I did write this down because they tried to sound very excited about this because it was a fly yeah. and Sam's patience is rewarded with a banded demoiselle damselfly. After a few hours of paddling, Sam's patience is rewarded with a banded demoiselle damselfly. It was it's a, worth it's a fly. As well. It's a fly. They said after a few hours of paddling. Yeah. So after a few hours, he managed to get. And let's make it clear: this wasn't like a really close-up macro shot. 
that really, you know, uh, uh, alarms you and goes, wow, that's incredible. It was like if you took a photo of a fly that was in your house. It was just a black fly. And it was just like, oh, well done, Sam. Yeah, great work. It only took a few hours to capture that for mankind's improvement. Then we saw a cow. Yes, we did. That was the best bit. Paddling further down the river... Some more familiar faces. Yeah. He's trying to capture wildlife from a different perspective. It's a fucking cow. It's just sitting there. <laughs> also, there was quite a lot of the start where, because obviously he'd struggled to actually film any wildlife, we had quite a long section where we were talking about camera stabilising gimbals. To counteract the movements of the boat, Sam has a trick up his sleeve. He's using a special stabilising gimbal that will help keep the shot steady. <laughs> I mean, that's... That's not what you do in a wildlife documentary. You don't give a full technical run-through of everything unless you basically... All you've caught is two flies and a cow. <laughs> was, but it wasn't just two flies and a cow. Come on, because there was a bird. There some was a bird. bird. There was so, some sort of bird. The humbug. <laughs> uh, why, why was it called a humbug? Because it looked like humbug. <laughs> it had a black and white stripy neck. <laughs> and then they basically described again to fill the time what a humbug was the locals call these chicks humbugs after the sweet just so we know there was a great crested grebe and another Norfolk Broads resident the great crested grebe mm. uh, that was one of them that was um, the humbug bird wasn't it it might have been there was a reed warbler <laughs> yeah that, that well. was the bird that I remembered that was the brown bird yeah. Um, and Sam has been able to get an intimate view of this wetland wildlife. Now, for a start, right, he got a cow, not wetland wildlife, right? Uh-huh. He got a fly and two birds. That was it, right? All of those things, all of those things can can leave the wetlands and be filmed anywhere because they can fly. Uh, well, cows. Cows, yeah. <laughs> Apart from the cows. <laughs> you, you could have basically made that on, like, Lewisham High Street. <laughs> you know, a Again, apart from the cow, the cow, the cow does make it difficult. But this also had a really horrible, like, voiceover. Really, yeah. Really, uh, sort of um, sinister. Get late into night. my van, voice. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> from, uh, up. Matt, I, Matt, all right. Yeah. I can see you, and you're sleeping. From his camo boat, Sam's been able to get an intimate view of some of the wonderful wetland wildlife that call this serene corner of the UK their home. You know that sort of weird. Crashing. It was an attempt, I think, to make give it a bit of gravitas because the whole thing was absolutely shit. <laughs> well, and then they, we came off the back of it, and Alex just went, "Oh, oh, oh that's an anxiety buster." It's like an anxiety buster, isn't it? No, because it made me furious that you've yeah. wasted my time with that. Yeah, it was really poor. They also they didn't quite mention whether that had been filmed in uh, lockdown period. No, I mean, uh, again, mind you, talking about the whole lockdown thing. Um, there was a, a little bit they were doing about there was a, a, a little short film about policemen and it, it very consciously oh with Rav with Rav with Rav PC Wilding. presenting skills Rav Wilding let yeah. me tell you as well the two episodes that we watched as a combination that that second one as a combination of people I detest seeing on television it's hard to beat the combo of Matt Allwright Rav Wilding and Gethin Jones <laughs> that is that is like a hall of fame bad night for me that is uh, but yeah, Rav Wilding doing his typical sort of, you know, very, very uh, uh, pro-police, um, you know, sections that he does. In the fight against coronavirus, we are required to stay home, and some would say, surrender our freedom. 
the police are tasked with keeping us in line and indoors. Yeah, and I'm not saying you need to be anti-police, but one thing they didn't mention in this, this was all about how the police are coping with the lockdown and people, you know, not really adhering to all of the rules. Yeah. What it didn't mention at any point, of course, is the big story about that was last week. They were told they'd overstepped their bounds and that they were being a bit gung-ho about the whole thing. Not a mention of that. that no. That's not important. You just need to know that the police are the best. And, you know, Brad Wilding... Oh, the bit that they do, they show people going into Paddington Station. The British Transport Police are a nationwide force. Since February, rail and tube journeys have been down an estimated 97%. But the force is still very much on patrol, ensuring the public are sticking to that government advice and staying home. Can I ask why you're coming into the station? I just went to Hyde Park. Okay, so what, for your exercise? Yeah. Okay. You need, you need to do your exercise a lot closer to home. People shouldn't be travelling on the round network unless they're making a key journey. That's not one. The police, oh, the police are now are now standing there <laughs> saying, "What are you? Why are you coming into Paddington?" Fair enough, no problem. But they did it with Rav, who is Rav Wilding, a fucking essential worker, doing his shitty fucking little yeah. little PR puff for the police on the one show. They had the boom wrangler. So Rav was far back in the shot and they kept the boom in shot as obviously as possible to make it clear that no one had touched him to put on a mic. And it just became this thing of, uh, until last, what, last month, that shot would never have gone out on television. No. And there was no need for it to go out this time. It just looked shockingly shit. When they talk to one person who is allowed through by the police into the station and he says, well, I'm, a, I'm actually a crisis worker. I just saw you talking to the police officer then. What was the nature of the conversation, may I ask? Uh, he just was asking me about the uh, where, I, where I've been and where I'm going. So I just told him I'm a critical worker. Uh, so just uh, end of my shift going home. The boom is not only in shot, but it's so far away, it doesn't pick up Rav speaking. <laughs> <laughs> so there is no fucking point bringing it in the first place. Get Rav to put his own mic on, his big boy. Yeah, he's, he's police trained. He can do that. Um, <laughs> the mic's fallen down the stairs. <laughs> well, speaking of which, the, the, the people the police were stopping were all seemed to be black youths. Did you notice mm, that? And there was no yeah. mention, all these black kids going, you know, individually going into the station but the police stopped him. Where are you going? And, what, yeah. and, and one of them said, um, Paddington to Slough to drop something off for your mum. And this kid was like, yeah. And he was like, well, tell me more. Obviously, you come all the way to Paddington for Slough just to drop something off to your mum. Yeah. Tell me a bit more. Now, we didn't get to hear the rest of the story, did we? <laughs> <laughs> they cut away there. They do. It is bad when you, when you film all day and all you come back with is you go, do you know what three we should use? Let's use the three where the policemen are talking to the black people yeah. and asking where they go. Because why? Will that make everyone in, I don't know, Herefordshire feel more relaxed? <laughs> oh, good, good, good to see they're concentrating where the problem is, you know. <laughs> Racist just, telly. Well done. Terrible, wasn't it? Man. It's, um, I mean, I mean, again, I, I've got a funny thing where quite often on the one show they are saying people have to, you know, people aren't necessarily following the rules, they're not going out for essential reasons. The whole of the one show is absolutely inessential. Having them in the studio, what, what they're just bridging between bits. They don't need to be in the yeah. studio. You don't need anyone there. When they came off the back of that police film, you know, Alex was all very sort of, oh, it's difficult, isn't it? And Gethin said, um, hang in a bit longer. Absolutely, we just need to hang in there for a bit longer. A little bit longer, but people, they just can't stop themselves, no. can they, Sam? No. Wow. G getting your job, exactly that, is not essential. You're telling me to hang in a bit longer and stay at home. You're yeah. sitting in a studio. Matt yeah. Baker did it all. Why can't, why you're not essential? Go also, 
away. Uh, uh, For I mean, many uh, reasons, Gethin, go away. Maybe we're looking back with rose-tinted spectacles, but it's only when you see Gethin Jones doing this that you go, well, Matt Baker did bring something to it, you know? I, I, Gethin Jones is... is I, I really... I do... I, I absolutely have a visceral... Oh, God, it's his eyes. <laughs> He's got... Gethin Jones is not a a serial date rapist but he has the (laughs) eyes of a serial date rapist at the end he did a thing where he sort of went take care of yourself and he flicked his head back he's sort of so smug and he's he's one person on television out of about five that if I see I begin I begin to see the red mist comes down he is (laughs) the worst how have they gone from Matt Baker the worst person on television to finding the other worst person on television (laughs) I I agree with you about Gethin I don't Matt Matt was just Matt and Mm. and Gethin it does make me angry so I kind of I kind of concede it's like a self-aware Matt Baker isn't it yeah yeah. he's trying with Matt it was sort of effortless yeah there was no effort exactly whereas Gethin just tries and tries and tries and tries he's he's like he's like an estate agent he's like a sort of he's like a a medieval prince who is going to murder his father he's just (laughs) uh, there's something about him that I just I I completely reject it It, it, it's like it's a I don't know it's like norovirus (laughs) (laughs) he's the worst and that brings us to the end of part one of this week's allowable The The One Show show. Join us again tomorrow when we'll pop out again to take part two for a walk around your ears before an overzealous policeman bundles it into a van. Please do subscribe and rate and review and spread the word that this podcast even exists by way of social media, Insta, Talk It or whatever. See you tomorrow. <laughs>
Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.